At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Here is Adam Burke. Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for joining me here on this Monday, October 16th edition of VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. I'm your host, Adam Burke. Glad to be with you as we've got two games on the board here for today, both the ALCS and the NLCS in action. ALCS, the first game, 4.37 p.m. Eastern time. NLCS, the late game, 8.07 p.m. Eastern time. So I'll talk about those two games, take a look at an updated series price for the Rangers and the Astros, and then get you on your way here with this Monday show. Before I dive into that, our college basketball betting guide comes out a week from today. Previews for all 32 conferences, Matt Eumann's top 25, an article from Aaron Moore on who could be this year's Florida Atlantic. Really looking forward to that publication. We are doing a really, really good job of editing because there's a lot of content to edit for that guide, but that guide will come out a week from today on October 23rd. Recently released NHL and NBA betting guides. NBA season begins October 24th, so a week from tomorrow. NHL season already underway. And Johnny Lazarus doing his best bets five days a week, Tuesday through Saturday. Also follow him on Twitter at jlazzy 23 He'll be doing a weekly social media video for us as well, so you can check that out over on his X timeline, and we'll be reposting that at VEASAN Live on ours. All right, so let's talk Major League Baseball here, and let's talk about Game 2 between the Rangers and the Astros here again, 437 Eastern time, first pitch for this one. Nate Uvalde and Framber Valdez in this matchup. The Astros, about a $1.20 favorite across most of the market, total of eight and a half for this game here. And when you look at this game and when you look at this situation for the Astros now, they really would have loved to have gotten that Verlander game last night. Jordan Montgomery was fantastic. Six and a third shutout innings, pitched out of a couple of jams, but by and large was kind of sitting in the recliner throughout most of that game. Pitched extremely well, the bullpen shutting it down there for the Rangers. But the Astros unable to do anything against a left-handed starter in Montgomery, and they did very well against lefties throughout the course of the season and especially in the second half. Now they have to rely on Valdez here. So that's one of those where Valdez really did not pitch well in the second half of the season, struggled quite a bit in terms of his starts where he didn't 
have no hit outings. He no hit Cleveland and then also had seven no hit innings against Detroit. Other than that, really did struggle quite a bit there in the second half. So that's a concern going into this game for Valdez and also struggled during his game two start against Minnesota, where he gave up five runs in four innings. So not a great outing there for Valdez. And, you know, look, I mean, there's a chance, certainly, that he winds up pitching better here over this start. But I don't know. He, he didn't look right throughout most of the second half, had an ankle issue going into the all-star break, seemed to have a lot of other things going on. The Twins, who strike out quite a bit, only struck out five times in that start against Valdez, who also walked three guys. So they were working some deep counts, had some strikeouts as a result, but five runs on seven hits there in that outing. I'm not really expecting a whole lot more than that in this start here today against the Rangers. The Rangers had a very good plan of attack against Justin Verlander yesterday, only had seven swings and misses throughout the course of that start, and they were seeking out fastballs. They were looking to try and take advantage of the high slugging percentage pitches that Verlander was throwing, and I would anticipate they look to do the same thing here today against Valdez. Now, Valdez is a guy that will allow a lot of hard contact, also allows a lot of ground balls, so we'll see if the Rangers are able to find holes with that But when you look at the Rangers coming into this series of the teams remaining in the playoffs, it felt like they didn't need to be as reliant on the long ball as other teams had to be. And sometimes it can be tough to elevate against Valdez, had a ground ball percentage north of 50% again for this season, over 49% in the second half as he struggled. But you're not going to hit a lot of home runs off of this guy more often than not. So that means manufacturing runs. That means first to third. That means doubles. That means all the things that the Rangers offense has generally been pretty good with throughout the course of the regular season and now into the postseason as well. So I think they match up well here against Valdez, even though they didn't hit lefties as well as Houston did throughout the course of the season. Valdez not locating particularly well coming into the playoffs and then struggling in that first playoff start makes me think that Texas is in pretty decent shape here in this one. As far as Uvalde goes, I will admit I do have some concerns here. Uvalde's a guy who was better against lefties than he was against righties. Lefties, 254 Woba. Righties, 331 Woba. A difference of 109 points in terms of slugging percentage. So that's a concern, you know, with Houston and their right-handed heavy lineup. But also, I mean, Uvalde's at least pitched well here in the postseason. Valdez has only made one start since September 27th. I think he could be a little bit shaky. I feel like this situation here is worth taking a shot on the Rangers for the first five. Now, again, Uvalde didn't really inspire a lot of confidence coming into the postseason, has had two really good starts here in the playoffs. But I think that, you know, with Valdez, there are more concerns, right? So I think getting the Rangers at an underdog price here, where I think offensively, you know, these two teams really aren't that different. I know the full season numbers were pretty similar. The Astros were definitely better against lefties in the second half. But overall, I think these two lineups are pretty similar in a lot of ways. And I think Uvalde has the higher ceiling than Valdez here in this game. Now, what happens after that with the starters? I'm not really entirely sure, or with the bullpens, excuse me. But I think I can trade a few cents here and take the Rangers' first five, minus 105 in this one. I think that's worthwhile here. I think that's a pretty good bet. Again, I think Valdez is really struggling, and the Rangers are playing free and easy. They've played very, very well here in the playoffs so far. Bruce Bochy's pushing all the right buttons. And for the Astros, I mean, offensively, they've struggled. You know, they've faced some pretty good right-handed pitching in that series against Minnesota, 
but they didn't really break out a whole lot. Didn't do much against Montgomery yesterday. I just think hitting is a little bit is coming a little bit easier to the Rangers at this point in time. And of course, there's that old adage of hitting being contagious. The Rangers just seem a little bit more comfortable in the box right now. So Rangers first five minus 105, the play there in that game. I'm not actually. Oh, here we go. Uh, looking at the updated series price, the Rangers minus 175, the Astros plus 150. So the Rangers do take control of the series with that game one win. I mentioned I wanted to be in on the Rangers starting with game two. If they lost game one, they did not. So nothing on the series price for me. But I do like the Rangers first five here for today. Let's take a short break and then we'll talk NLCS on VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. All right, we're back here on VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. Please make sure you rate, review, subscribe, five star reviews. Very much appreciated for this and all of the shows here in our VSIN family of podcasts. Taking a look at game one of the NLCS here, the Diamondbacks and the Phillies. And by the way, I did mention in my series preview, which you can read over at vcin.com, I do like the Phillies minus 170 for the series. It's up to minus 175 now at DraftKings, plus 150 on the comeback for the Diamondbacks. But I like the series price on the Phillies, and a big reason why is because I do like the Phillies today with Zach Wheeler going against Zach Gallen. So Zach Wheeler is just a dude, man. I mean, his numbers are fantastic in so many different ways. Two really good postseason starts here so far. Three earned runs on just eight hits, 18 to one strikeout to walk ratio in 13 innings pitched, eight career playoff starts, 259 ERA, 260 FIP. But I realize that, you know, the Diamondbacks don't strike out as much, right? So one of the big advantages for Wheeler is his swing and miss capability, but maybe that's tempered a little bit here against Arizona. Here's what makes Zach Wheeler so special, though. In his career, his hard hit percentage, 32.1%. Now, again, on an annual basis, hard hit percentage is going to be around 39%, give or take, in Major League Baseball. And hard hit batted balls, are batted balls hit at least 95 miles per hour in exit velocity. So for Wheeler, 32.1% for his career is an elite number. Also for Wheeler, 5.2% barrel rate is an elite number. League average barrel rate, typically 85 to 9% in that range. So even when Wheeler's not missing bats, he's staying off the barrel, he's limiting hard contact, he's doing a lot of things that make a pitcher very, very successful. And when you look at Arizona here, and this is a big reason why I like the Phillies for the series price, when you look at Arizona, they didn't make a lot of quality contact throughout the regular season. They were 28th in barrel percentage. They were in the bottom 10 in hard hit percentage. Here in the playoffs, though, everything's changed. They're tied for the play for the postseason lead in barrel percentage at 14.4% with the Phillies. But I don't think that's sustainable, and I don't think they'll keep it up here against Zach Wheeler. So I really like Wheeler and his upside here in this game against the Diamondbacks. Now, as far as Zach Gallen goes... Gallon here in the postseason, four runs allowed on 10 hits and 11 and a third. Only eight strikeouts, though, out of 47 batters. He's walked five. He's limited the damage, and he's done better than he did during the regular season with his contact management. But this is a guy who had a 347 ERA, a 418 expected ERA, overall a 46% hard hit rate. So that's much higher than where Wheeler was. 9.2% barrel rate, a little bit above league average. In the second half, though, his hard hit percentage, I believe, was 49.4%, so it was way up there. Here's the other thing about Gallon, and this will be a factor for the entire Diamondbacks pitching staff in some ways. 
at home for Gallon this season at Chase Field. 102 innings pitched, 247 ERA, 232 FIP. Posing batters hitting 230 with a 263 on base, 339 slugging. They hit seven homers, and Gallon struck out 30.1% of opposing batters at home with a 4.5% walk rate. Now let's put Gallon on the road. 108 innings pitched, 442 ERA, so almost two full runs higher. 247 at home, 442 on the road. 415 FIP, that's up from a 232 at home. 245 average, 302 on base, 422 slugging. 15 of the 22 homers he allowed coming on the road. And his strikeout percentage down 7.7% on the road. 22.4% compared to 30% at home. So all of these things stand out to me. Also, kind of an intangible angle, the playoff atmosphere in Philadelphia is ridiculous. So I think Gallon, with home road splits already built in, now pitching in a pretty hostile road environment, I think those things are really big concerns here in game one. Also, let's talk about the Diamondbacks bullpen for a second here, which has been a really strong group throughout the course of the postseason, and they've kind of spit in the face of some of these splits here because they have played four of their five games on the road. But during the second half of the regular season, so this encompasses most of the post-Paul Seawald trade, this encompasses where Kevin Ginkle became a shutdown reliever and some of the other guys got really good, only three teams allowed a higher road Woba in the bullpen than the Diamondbacks. They are Colorado, Kansas City, and the Los Angeles Angels. So the Diamondbacks allowed a 352 Woba on the road in the second half out of their bullpen. 267 average, 342 on base, 480 slugging, a 527 FIP. So I think Zach Gallen will struggle. I think he's a five-and-fly type of candidate here. Doesn't have the big explosive swing-and-miss stuff right now, battling with his control a little bit. If he's a five-and-fly guy, and the Diamondbacks send out this bullpen that has some pretty gnarly home-road splits for three innings, I think the Phillies can add on. I think the Phillies lead after five. I do like the first five-run line. That's minus 120 to take the Phillies minus half a run. But I think in this game, I actually like the Phillies run line for the full game, minus one and a half, plus 130. Now, this is difficult because the Phillies might only bat eight times, and this is a low-scoring expectation with a total of seven as the Phillies are a minus 166 favorite. But I think in this case, where I like Wheeler a lot more than Gallon, and I like the Phillies bullpen a lot more than the Diamondbacks bullpen, I think it's worth it to take the shot here. So Phillies minus one and a half plus 130 on the run line. If you want to bet the first five run line at minus 120 or the best price you can find, I totally get that too. But I thought this was worth it. I thought this extra bit of juice was worth the squeeze here, taking the Phillies on the run line minus one and a half plus 130. So that's my play in the NLCS game and then Rangers first five in the ALCS matchup. Seven days a week here with VSIN Daily Baseball Bets articles on game days or when I need to write up a series preview the next series preview will be for the world series but articles on game days podcast every day here as we go throughout the postseason so thank you so much for listening everybody really really appreciate it and I'll talk to you again tomorrow with another edition of VSIN daily baseball bets at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bed 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.